in the person of Jesus on the earth. But it was bound geographically. Now Jesus has done all his work, paid for our sins, revealed truth to us, gone back to the Father, the Holy Spirit, who's now the presence of God with us, but he's not bound geographically. He's in me and in you if you're born again. He's in North America. He's in Asia. There's no place that he isn't there. God is still with us. Just not in body form. The scriptures are explicit. We have become, in a manner of speaking, his body. The whole world can see Christ in us. That's the whole That's chapter 1. Chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes on the day of Pentecost. Amazing events. People saw the presence of the power of God. All of that in chapter 2. Chapter 3 and 4, okay, let's get on with the work. Right away, right away, this work is, is moving and going on. And there are some, some supernatural things going on. Peter and John go to the temple with the prescribed schedule time to play. And there's a guy who's been begging there at this gate. The gate was made beautiful. And they're going to the gate. And the guy who's there pretty much every day is certainly prayer time. Someone brings him in, and he's begging for alms. Alms is money. And Peter says, look, we don't have any money, but we do have the power of Christ. And it's this great illustration, this demonstration of the presence of God. The man was healed, and he gets up and begins to walk around, and, and he says, oh, oh my goodness, my assumption, he said something like that. And word gets around real quick. And then the guy says, wait, what's going on to you? Who are you? And all this, this oil, and it, it gets away from, we're not thrilled for him. We're, who gave you the story? Who put you in charge? Where's the Pharisees here? What's going on? And right away, there's this tension between, I don't know what to call it, the real people of God and then the self-appointed spokesman for God. There's always someone who thinks they're self-appointed to speak for God. Peter and John really encounter God. They're, they're saying what God has done and told us to do, and the authorities do not have There's always that tension between the real people of God and the self-appointed official people of God. It's not just the supernatural healing. There's, I would call it supernatural generosity. People are, because a lot of people have come to faith back in chapter 1. And they don't want to go home. This is great. I'm staying here. Well, how are we going to feed these people? How are we going to clothe these people? They only brought maybe one change of clothes, two of the most, and now they're, they're living there. We've got to take care of these people. And so people do supernatural stuff like sell grandma's property and use the money to take care of these people. Cash out my savings. Help these people. They're doing supernatural sacrificial stuff. That's the climate. That's the spiritual atmosphere. That's what we want. 
these opening chapters of the book of Acts. Finally, we get to chapter 5, and, and, and we're turning the corner now in chapter 6. Chapter 5, the book of Acts, chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira is a married couple, and, and they see what's going on in their congregation, which is growing every day. End of chapter 2 says, and they were added to the church daily, people that are being saved every day. 2,000 people got converted that day, and then every day thereafter, two or three, ten or twelve more, every day, every day, every day, every day. That's what's going on. And they're generous, and they're compassionate, and they're sacrificial. And, and Barnabas makes this large, magnanimous gesture and sacrificial offering, and I and Clara say, oh, we're, we're, we're going to do this. And, and they sold some property. And they said, we give all the money. We give all the money that we got from Silas Hopper to the church. When in reality, they only gave half the money. Now, let me get explicitly clear. There's nothing wrong with giving half the money. There's nothing wrong with not selling it at all and keeping all your money. That's not sinful. Stingy, maybe. <laughs> but there wouldn't have been chastised for doing that. Right. There's nothing wrong with selling it and giving a portion, giving another. That, that's your business. That's your business. But you can't be lying to God, trying to lie to God, selling to people just for image sake. Long story short, God struck them dead. It's in all of this backdrop, all of this in three minutes, in, in all of that context, the wonderful, beautiful, glorious move of God, and the seriousness of people trying to, to, to capture that for personal gain. Jews, which as best of 
pick up some real magic and short of riding planes and automobiles. They look and sound and eat like Old Testament people. And there were people like that in chapter 6. But there were also some people who probably came to faith on the day of Pentecost back in chapter 2. And they hung around. This is beautiful. This is what we've been dreaming of our whole life. We need to stay. But they don't have jobs. And, and, and so I again, I'll explain to you the existing church was there, only 120 of them. Now, 5,000. You got to take care of these, these new brothers and sisters in Christ. So they sort of take care of, especially the widows. And what's happening in verse 1, the Hellenist widows arose against the Hebrew. We would say this today. Really, really culturally and religiously. Because our brothers are being neglected in the daily distribution. So we're giving up food every day. We're giving up food every day. But those who aren't Jewish Jews, they're Greek Jews. Greek in their language, Greek in their culture, Greek in their diet. The Jewish. No, 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 no. You ain't really Jews. We're not Jews. And if anything left, we'll give it to you. And if not, you're going to figure it out. Uh, let me spend just a little bit on this word neglected. There's legitimate being neglected, and there's crybabies who are always feeling neglected. So, Carmen and I, we have uh, three grown children, but they're always grown. And when it was convenient, when it was convenient, the middle one had figured out she knew this was the same thing. When it was convenient, the middle one had learned how to play that middle child card. She knew the first one was just, just, just the first one.
very fears of being accepted or being neglected. So one of the fears is ethnic and racial. As if God knows that's going to be a problem for the rest of the human existence. This is a legitimate issue. And it created a problem in the first church, first church after Jesus has come accomplished his purposes. The church was established a long ago. You gotta fix this in the church. I was raised in the South when blacks worship with blacks and whites worship with whites, and it ain't ever gonna change. And I couldn't tell you how thrilled I am at this very moment and for most of my life that I have parents that this ain't right. right. That's right. We can't play this game anymore. These people were being neglected. Not because they were crybabies. Because they were told they were going to some eat and they weren't hit. So there's the problem. There's, there's the complaint. There's the issue that, that triggers this, this next few verses. Right in verse 1. Here's the verse 2. The 12 has the apostles. The 12 apostles. So there's a plurality of pastors in this first church, obviously. The 12, some of the number of all the disciples, that would be the 250 that were there in Acts chapter 1, the thousands that have been saved since then, and they have a congregation meeting, it seems. And they summoned all the disciples and said, catch my idea, my word here, the two of priority. This is what the apostles say. It is not right. It is not reason. Not a good idea. We give up preaching to what God serves tables. He's not saying that's beneath us. He's not saying we're the apostles. We do that. He's not saying anything like that. That this is demeaning. This is silly. This is shallow. Get somebody else who's not as important as us to do it. He's not saying that at all. He is saying. We have a calling that we should not leave. And the calling is to study and preach and pray. To study and preach and pray. That's our calling. Surely God is calling some others to do this. This needs to be done. We're not saying it's unimportant. But it's not more important than what we've been called to. We've been doing it. But it's not reasonable that we keep doing it. We've got to find someone else who can do that so we can do what we're called to do. That's the point of verse 2. Here's the solution that the apostles offer to the whole congregation. Verse 3, 4, 5, 6. Let's read it here with you. We're starting with verse 3. So, brothers, congregation, Pick out from among you seven men of good repute. You, you I think it's significant and beautiful that the apostle 
imagine we have some deacons to one move away. So there's a lot of things we need to fix and get done. Be problem solvers, but it's got to be spirit-minded people. Driven by scripture. Spiritual insight. And that's the point of these verses. Three, four, five, and six. Now, if you're looking for a great summation of the story, finally verse seven. Here's verse seven. And the word of God continued to increase. Okay, we got this problem fixed. We got this fact. It's in neglect. It's corrected. And no one is being neglected anymore. That's it. The path was on track. The word of God continued to increase. The number of disciples multiplied. It was just adding people. It was multiplication. Which is a whole lot faster and broader and deeper than addition. Disciples multiplied greatly. If you read those opening chapters of Acts, it's just phenomenal. People are coming to faith all the time, all the time. But not just the people. Pretty much everyone. A great many of the priests, even. That's the people who back in chapter. Uh, in the earlier chapter, said to, to Peter, you, you can't heal that guy. I think you saw God did. Talk to him. A great many of the Sadducees, the Pharisees, came to faith because of the move of God in that area. Okay, short little, little humorous note here. I'll get my track. That's the text. That's the seven verses. That's it. This morning when Mark came in, I walked back. He greeted one another. And I said one thing more something. I'm, I'm getting ready to walk away. He said, hey, hey, you got any more verses? Because he gets, he gets, I give it to Karen. She prints the books. And I think she emails the emails to, to Mark. And he gets the problem Wednesday, Thursday morning. He gets it. And, and usually, After the whole thing is printed up, and I'll catch you before church. I'll say, add this verse, add this verse. He said, okay, okay. So he says to me this morning, you, you got any more verses? <laughs> I'm like, clearly, surely today you got more verses. Seven verses? You got any more verses? I said, no, Mark, that's it. And he gives me this book. And then I get it. I, and I said, oh, yeah, we said, verses. <laughs> he said, yeah, I got this book. Oh, sure, he's going to give me a whole bunch of more verses. That's it. The point has been made. I want to spend the next the, the, the 20 minutes. Don't get used to this. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I want to spend my time talking about application. So in your bulletin this morning, you've got a little page that looks like this. I can serve my church mind. See that? I can serve my church mind. And there's two big categories. Discipleship groups and then missional teams. We're on the same page. You see? You got it? Discipleship groups. Oh, look. Praise God. You get a couple 
pay someone else who's like you. Top of that page is Fellowship Groups. And then there's a larger section beneath that says Being on the Team that Keeps Us on Mission. And there we go. Our classic illustration when we pick deacons, I'm not saying all these people have to be deacons, not at all, I'm not saying that at all. But the principle by which servers, so the word deacon simply means to serve. That's all it means. Servers. We turn deacons into bosses. Scriptures is not their servers. And if you need to think, well, then, then who? The apostles and pastors, they get the boss? No, there are no bosses. The Bible says Jesus came to, not to be served, but to serve. That's right. That's right. Jesus came to serve. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone should be the boss, my goodness, he's God in the flesh. Yeah. Jesus came to serve. Pastors and apostles serve. And they serve. The apostles were serving. They were serving in the spiritual realm. We need some other guys to serve in another realm. Not that that's beneath us, it's not. It's just not where we serve. They serve there, we serve here. Everybody serves. Yeah. Yeah. First, let's get a big concept. We serve in that top category. We serve a thing in a small group. This is discipleship. Discipleship is very horizontal. There might be a leader who, hey, come on, come on, let's get started, enough small talk. There might be someone who does that for the group. But the discipleship is very horizontal. With one, maybe two exceptions at the top of the list, being in a discipleship small group that teaches the disciples children. I want us to really get away from what I mean, the teacher. She, teacher. Let the younger women learn from the older women. Let the younger men learn from the older men. So yeah, there's going to be someone that maybe starts the conversation, maybe keeps it on track, minimizes the small talk, gets to the application. Come on, let's get back on track. Okay, okay. But the discipleship groups is, well, it's, it's all the one another. Encourage one another. Even, we don't like this one, rebuke one another. Mm. Exhort, that's a great word, one another. Come on, you can do this. You can do this. Demolish one another. Mm. The one most frequently used, it's repeated like six or eight times, love one another. Mm. Yeah. All the one another. All the one another. Not only, but the best application in these small groups. These discipling groups. I'm encouraging you to follow Christ. You're encouraging me to follow Christ. You're saying how you're learning to follow Christ. This is how I follow Christ. We're learning from one another. Children, they need a bit more instruction. Little children. That was amen. That was an amen. These little ones and more that are common. I believe that that's not just a 
sometimes more forcefully than others. Yes. Yes. But at this age, I want to begin to catch the sense of responsibility. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm learning. I'm trying to comply. I'm trying to be all that God has made me to be. But I know what it's like when someone helps me, an older sibling, a friend at church, and the youth group. You see, I, I, I used to dig into this, but God has shown me it's, it's not worth it. It's better to live life His way. When a kid can say that to a kid,
given up on me. And I, I, won't, I didn't make this, but I made this when I show up, you get pretty sick. <laughs> That's not ideal. That's not ideal. You have been gracious and long-suffering with that part of me. But it's not ideal. And we a lot of people who aren't like me, who fill in the gaps that I've got and, and can't seem to fill to everyone else's satisfaction to meet this need that people don't feel need. Prayerless and directory. Oh, look at community gardens. Problem all over again. I said, you know, we tried. He said, yeah, let's, let's do it this way. If you're interested in a community garden, got a lot of property here, plenty of room. Well, we tried that one before, and let's try and do it then. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Not because it's beneath me, not because I don't have much interest in. in Before we started in, in, in chapter 6 this morning, there's not a reason that we leave this to go do that. We can do whatever we want if we make it happen. We can do whatever we want within biblical context if we make it happen. You know, we're not seeing a prayer list and a directory that's either printed or it's electronic. I don't know how we would put it on the website, but then there might be some stuff on it, but not everyone needs to see. Could just be a password. I don't have any of that stuff works. I don't have any of that stuff works. But the if we had a directory with pictures, names, birthdays. So when I pray for you, you pray for one another and for me, is oh, yeah. I didn't know that there was their, that was their last name. I didn't know that 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 those three kids is one of them was that age. I don't think they remember. And you begin, oh, that's where I belong. I would love that, which brings us to technologies. 